Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no suffrage. Hello dear listeners, welcome to part two of this week's Akhtang Mill in the wake of that uh, diabolical 3-0 home loss yesterday to, to Swansea City. This is part two of um, a doubleheader this weekend, as, as always with the home games we get quite a lot of voicemails. I really appreciate the voicemails, we've got quite a lot to get through in today's show, including um, a conversation I had with the uh, creator of the live footage yesterday, Ben Anthony, so that's going to be up first and then uh, we'll follow it up with the, the various uh, voicemails to to um, complete today's show. But first, before we do anything else, you want your pundit games question, don't you, dear listeners? I, I know you're gagging for it out there. You're going to get it whether you're not gagging for it or not. Um, we're in partnership this season with Pundit Games. Every game sold benefits the Lions Food Hub. Uh, Punditgames.co.uk is a terrific football quiz game, board game. Christmas is looming, birthdays loom. Um, it's a great game for uh, you know any 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 social situation really, um, football related questions. And today's example question, just to give you a taste of what kind of uh, questions, comes from the uh, genre of World Cups. This relates to um, a Dutchman who conceded a penalty as Holland went one 0 down to Spain at the 2014 World Cup. He quickly atoned for this, however, knocking in Wesley Schneider's free kick to put the uh, the orange 3-1 up. He later made the switch across Italy from Lazio to Inter on a free transfer. So he would have played in the Dutch side at the 2014, was that Brazil, wasn't it? Uh, the World Cup, um, Spain versus the Netherlands, a 5-1 win for the Netherlands that day. Central defender um, in front of Jesper Cleason, alongside Ron Vlaar, Bruno Martins. Uh, Daily Blind and Daryl Yanmat, uh, defender. Um, answer to that question will come at the end of today's show, dear listeners. Uh, but now I'm going to take you over to the conversation I had earlier on with Ben Anthony, then on to the voicemails. Achtung, Mailball. So it's a huge welcome on the show now to the creator of our live footage there it's mr ben anthony welcome to the show ben hello nick yeah pleasure to be here uh, we were just saying off air mate weren't we it's it's a difficult show to edit this week listeners because um, we've got a huge amount of content largely saying the same thing over and over um yesterday's performance for me ben i, I wasn't able to get to the den which is unusual for me but um there, there it was 
lucky me. Well, do you know what? That was what I was just going to say, that it didn't bother me. And there's a problem, listeners, that, you know, if I, I don't put myself above anyone else, but if, if Millwall fans start to not be bothered about going to the den or saying lucky, like you've just done now, there's a problem, mate, isn't there? Big problem. Yeah, a really big problem. I've I've considered it myself a couple of times, That uh, particularly... Um, what was the was it Wednesday night against Rotherham? Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, there was that sort of. I think it was it was that the one where it was just absolutely hammering it down with rain that night, and it was it, it chucked it down. I, yeah, I really, really thought about just going home and and not bothering that night. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I mean, I was always going to go today, um, but you know, you, you add in the fact that there's there's train strikes and it's difficult yeah. to get there, and there's roadworks on the road everywhere. And you do start to think when you're stuck in traffic with 20 minutes till kickoff, should I just turn around um, and go home? But this is it. I mean, you know, following a football club is it, never, um, you know, it's, it's not a story of uh, <coughs> glory, is it? I mean, you know, we, we all know the score, but the number of people that I've, I've picked up on social media, um, you know, these, these are seasoned, hardened fans of Millwall Football Club saying uh, the journey is whatever, it varies, but, a couple of hours worth it can be more for some people driving in from various places is it worth it and you know increasingly that's that's that there's a there's a strong sense of that because the performances that we've seen this season ben have been at best wishy-washy at best or dire like yesterday and for me yesterday was the worst of the worst because to some level i could take getting beat 3-0 by leeds in the sense that um that's a, an expensive High quality squad that they've assembled, and you know they, they, their quality came through. But yesterday, that was that was a makeshift Swansea eleven. They, they're, they're fielding an injury crisis as as big as ours. They've, some of their main players weren't available to them, and we made them look like Barcelona out there. Uh, yeah, um, I I think they had two top quality players out there. Um, in my opinion, I thought Lowe was um, yeah. by yeah. comfortably uh, by a margin the man of the match. I thought. Um, yeah, and I thought uh, I think it's Rushworth, their their goalkeeper. Had a, they had did a really, well. Yeah. They made a couple yeah. of really solid, uh, fantastic saves. Um, but beyond yeah. that, I I I struggled to remember anything the other players did really. Um, I don't think that they're, they're that great. Um, the league table no. sort of showed before yesterday that I think they were one above the relegation zone. Um, but yeah, we we did make them look good. We. There's a weird feeling at the moment with with our team. It, there's, I've seen some comments on online as well saying it that they look like a bunch of individuals that don't know how to play as a team together. And yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Instruction or whether that's just who they are and and where they are at the moment. Um, but there, there's particularly with uh, uh, when we're facing an attack. There's that sort of backing off and it, it feels like a kind of there's lots of pointing at other players and it, it feels like a kind of I'm not taking responsibility for this that's your responsibility and um and it, it sort of ends up with no one taking responsibility um I'd agree with that I'd agree with that and I, I, I think um and the repeat theme of today's show listeners as you would have picked up already by now is the um the the Gary Rowett question, but I believe it it starts from the top, Ben, because I was listening to um Rowett's post match comments, and he re- refers to a lack of leadership on the field. I can't remember how he put it now, but it's words to the effect of um 
you know, poor decision making and and lack of leadership, on field leadership from senior players. Um, I agree with that um, that that far. But that, that you know, he the, the way he was describing the squad was like as though it's a, a, a unit of players that's been imposed on him from some but from some other place. You know, this is a group of players that he's put together. So he has to take the primary responsibility for this because the lack of drive that it's a very unmillwall side at the moment absolutely no one seems to give a give a give a toss um and you know everything you've just said is, is true i mean it, it, it's this kind of um, diversion of blame no one picking up the the, the tools and running with it and that's uh, fundamentally that's that's the problem i believe it starts from gary rowett personally that's that's his style yeah and who are the leaders on that pit who would we expect to be those leaders cooper is obviously uh, maybe murray wallace um, yeah. But for me, the, the voice in that squad, other than, you know, obviously we're missing Hutchinson, um, I feel like is is George Saville. I feel like Saville is somebody who is in the middle, could actually have a bit of a voice. And, and he was talking a couple of weeks ago about knowing what it is to be a Millwall player and him feeling at home at the den and... Um, mm. And although the, all saying all of the, the things that you'd expect to hear from a proper Millwall player, and he's on the bench, it, you know. Can't, I don't know what the what the cause of that is. Um, you can, you know, we're, we're in the realms of speculation, so I don't know. Um, but to have a player of of, of Jules Savile standing sat on the bench, when quite clearly um, what he would bring is missing from the side out there, and that that's drive and determination, and you know. Once we went two nil down yesterday, even at one nil, Ben, I thought the game was felt like it was out of reach for us. We we, we never really looked like we were going to score a goal. Lots of pot shots from distance or the world wide or wayward. You know, one or two efforts late on once we were be, well behind. But um, I don't know what the problem is with Jules Saville. I, 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 that I don't understand. Um, I don't really understand how Gary Rowett can describe a lack of leadership and not include himself in that sentence because he sets the tone, doesn't he? He's the manager. Um, and so uh, there we are. Um, huge week in front of us now, mate. We've got a, a difficult trip to Plymouth on Tuesday night and um, then another tough home game against Hull before the international break next week. Um, there was clear booing. I, I was watching on, on stream yesterday mm. um, and the booing was clear. I mean, you know, you were there. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm going to guess that the uh, opinion was voiced freely on on the merits of Gary Rowett yesterday at the Den. Yeah, the, the chants were were there. Um, the the yeah. Gary Rowett, your football is shit. Um, came out um, particularly after the second goal. That's when that started. Um, yeah, not many people were left to watch the third goal. It sort of it got pretty yeah. uh, quiet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there was a. You could tell that the crowd are, are really fed up of this. Um, yeah, and I I did look over at the the bench when all that started, and and Rowett was just sort of sitting there. He wasn't doing anything, you know. No, no. Um, and I know uh, the Norwich game. There was the, a gesture towards the fans, wasn't there? And that didn't go down well. So maybe he's just sort of. No. I'll, I'll just sit it out and do nothing. But um, I don't know. It, it it feels like it's growing. A little bit toxic, um, and I think you're you're right. These this next week is vital. I mean, we've been how many times have we said that before? And he's gone and got a one nil win somewhere, or 
Well, he's, 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 got, he's got a knack of escaping from the clutches of... It's like one of those old-time um, Saturday morning movies. This is one for the real older listeners out there, where each week the heroine would be tied up to the onrushing train and somehow would get out of it in the start of the next episode. Um, he's had a habit of being able to do that um, over the course of his career at Millwall. I mean, you know, there's been a few occasions where you know the crowd has, has been on the brink of turning against him, and then he pulls out somehow... Um, you know, he gets real and, and, and somehow turns around. I think Savile must return just purely for the reasons we've said, the lack of lead, leadership that's on, on the field. Um, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that Bart at the moment, I mean, that was a terrible um, mistake for the second goal and really put the game properly outside of us. It was actually, I mean, also, what we, you know, we, we rarely talk about Jake Cooper. Um really, because I think he's become such a, a part of the furniture at the Den. But Ben, you know, I, I think ben, uh, that um, Jake is a lovely bloke, but I don't think he's the brightest of buttons. You know, I, I, that was a really stupid penalty to concede for 1-0 because Murray Wallace was covering him behind him. Um, and he's tugged on the shirt right in front of the referee. It, it, it's, it's fundamentally unintelligent. That's a big problem for us. We don't seem to have... Defensively, we don't seem to have uh, much guile in defence. He's, um, he's very lucky that Murray Wallace was there because um, I think if he wasn't, I think that was a red card. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It was incredibly stupid. There were a few who sort of missed it, and and um, I think a few in the crowd wondered if it was a penalty or wondered what had happened. But there were enough around saying no, that's that's pretty blatant. It, it became, you know, it was pretty obvious from sort of the mix of reactions that, yeah, that, that is a penalty. Um, and yet, yeah, yeah, positioning was was off. He, he had a really poor game yesterday. Um, his positioning was off. The, the second goal, he was he was nowhere as well. Um, and and then by the third, everyone had given up, I think. So, it, yeah, it, it wasn't a good performance from, from the, the back line, um, other than maybe... Leonard, because Leonard just yeah. shift in whatever game he's playing, um, but he can't do it all on his own. No, I mean it's it's a it's a, it's a bit of a damnation of this of this defence really when Ryan Leonard, who is a best um, standing uh, midfielder, standing in in defence, is is repeatedly our top pick for um you know for that unit really. It's it it it, it's, it speaks volumes. Um, yeah. Um, um, sorry, Nick. I saw that comment at uh, half time. Um, asking mm. the question, how shit is Wes Harding? Because it's, that's a good question. That's a good question because he, he didn't look very shit at Birmingham, Ben. I can tell you that much. He looked pretty good. Yeah, I, we just haven't seen him really. It's 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 very odd. Like he's he's like the forgotten man. Um, I mean, for what it was only um, he came in. Was it halfway through the first half when when I think it was Hutchinson had to leave up there? That that was the first time I'd seen him. Um, and he looked all right, you know. I mean, I'm not saying he's um, the new uh, Maldini or anything, but he, he looked he looked pretty solid as a as a championship level defender. So um, this is this is this is one of the problems, and this is I mean, we've touched on Jules Savile, we've mentioned uh, Wes Harding, because what lies behind these decisions not to play these players? All week we've been reading about Murray Wallace um, not being, you know, fit for um, for Saturday. Then suddenly, lo and behold, he is. Same with Kevin Nisbet up front, who really didn't look on it for me yesterday. Um, so, I, I, the, the, the whole kind of the, the Gary Rowett selection is 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 questionable to say the least. I, I mean, it's hard to understand why he's not picking these players when they are fit 
and you know over players that are you know touch and go perhaps yeah i i i don't know i'm at a loss um a little bit either the squad just isn't good enough um and th- those players that in and around the, the first team just are, are absolutely not good enough or they've got a they're doing something wrong in training there's, there's an attitude or something that that's stopping them from being selectable yeah. Um, There's certainly a vacancy for a leader in the squad if, if uh, for whatever reason, um, George Savile is not being picked for whatever reason. I, I can't fathom that one out, listeners. Then someone else needs to step up. Whether that can be the likes of Denor or, or Fleming, I don't know. They may still feel to be themselves to be outsiders in, in, in the squad to some level. Not not so much Fleming, perhaps. But no, we, we, we're screaming. We're screaming for someone to not just not tolerate this current um, malaise that's going on at the moment. Has, uh, um, has anyone seen Fleming? Are we, we considering putting up some missing posters around the den or something? <laughs> Where's he been? Uh, it's fascinating. I, I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's disappeared on us, isn't he? He's the, the, the player that we thought we had, that we should have sold, as many have pointed out, should have sold for 12 million to Burnley, um, has turned into a player we probably couldn't give to Bromley at the moment. I'm not sure they'd want him in their side because they're doing better. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to make of Zian Fleming. Um, he, he he drifted through yesterday like um, like I might go for a very slow jog around the park, listeners. You know um, that was that was Zian Fleming running around the den yesterday. It was, it was, there was nothing there. Um, this bit I don't think was fit enough to start. But then why are we not? We've got some real talent sat on the bench, Ben. We've, we've got mm. um, Imaku. Whether you want to play both the boys from the start, I, I, you know, I can I can understand why. You might start one and bench the other one, or, or Marku to start perhaps an essay on the bench. But when you consider the level of talent we do have, and they're just not getting the game time, um, it's it, it raises huge questions. I think that Gary Rowett's got a huge week in front of him. Um, I can't see many going down to Plymouth, so um, that, that's that's one thing. But next Saturday is going to be a huge game at home to, mm-hmm. to Hull City. He can't afford another display like we saw yesterday because it will turn um every every message i've had on this show listeners is the same over and over and his time is up his road is road is run out of road he's at the end of the charing cross line you know the buffers are there um where do you stand ben are you are you for are you for the chop or are you um still willing to give him time well i said a couple of weeks ago that um it's always about that sort of 12 game mark that you I think yeah. those sorts of decisions can be made I think it's too soon to make a decision before then um but looking at it I think the 12th game is next Saturday um so uh yeah because 9 10 or it'd be 11 the 11th is next but then we've got the natural break of the international but yeah, 11 or 12, and, and so you think that's a kind of quarter point isn't you it count in that cup game as well that is 12 12 matches this season. yeah true true yeah. um it's not yeah. been good I'm not enjoying this season I mean, bloody hell, you don't have to give me some shit games to talk about, Nick. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've, you know, I've had Reading, uh, Reading Norwich yeah. and this one. They're, they're all of them painful. Um, so ben, Ben's, Ben's going to be taking my call soon, listeners. You're going to have to listen to me on a monologue. Oh, yeah. dear. So uh, yeah. a lot for no. me to be positive about at the moment. So I, I think if, if we can't win these games or certainly and actually even with a win I, I want to see a performance as well um because the, more important to see a performance in yeah, my opinion a, a lucky one nil 
it, it means it's sort of worthless. It doesn't it doesn't actually help our situation really. It doesn't change anything. Um, so we yeah. need to see some some sort of a, either adaption to tactics or adaption to to performance to to give us a little bit of hope in the next two games. But I'm I'm um, what's the words like skeptical that we're going to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think we're probably done, Ben. Um, huge thank you for taking time out your Sunday to, to join me on the show, mate. Um, I'll try and liven up um, a decent game for you next time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hadn't thought of that. Every day, it is true. Every game you've covered for me has been utter pony so far. <laughs> thank you, Ben Anthony. Thanks a lot. Pleasure, mate. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay then, big thank you to Ben Anthony for taking time this morning to, to speak to me. Next up, dear listeners, we've got quite a selection of voicemails. Huge thank you to everybody that sent in voicemails to me. Makes a big, big difference to you know um, getting a variety of voices on the show, which is what I like to, to do if I can. Um, if you want to take part in this, dear listeners, you can either send me a voicemail on Twitter... Um, there's a little uh, squiggly line that you press and speak into your microphone of your device and it will send a voice note that way. That's one way you can do it. Or if, you know, if you're a trusted person, if you're going to be sensible, give us a shout. We'll exchange mobile phone numbers. Don't send me porno links or nothing like that, though. Uh, <laughs> I'm too old for all that, dear listeners. Um, but no, send me send me your um, phone number. We can uh, exchange numbers. And you can WhatsApp me your post-match thoughts or any other thoughts any other time, to be honest. Millwall related. Always welcome. So anyway, first one up today. We're going to listen to Jim Hackett. Go with it, Jim. Morning, Nick. Jim Hackett. Um, just commenting after yesterday's game. Uh, really difficult to, to sum up, wasn't it? It's, uh, it was a tepid performance played by really a, a passionless, energy-less team that that unfortunately was put out um the game started at a, a very flat sort of rate for us and 
following that we never sort of up the tune at all. Even going goals down we we never looked um passionate enough to get back into the game and the chances we had, some good chances as well. We just didn't finish and even in the box I don't think we we did anything that that, that was sharp or quick or, you know, sort of ruffled anybody and Swansea were there with a, a poor back line I thought and and with a bit more passion, a bit more sort of fight, we could have easily got something out of that yesterday. But it's going to keep going back to the same old thing. If there's a lack of leadership off the pitch, there's a lack of leadership on the pitch. And when you looked at the team yesterday on paper, it didn't look too bad. But once it got going, it um, it showed a real lack of fight. And the, the probably two or three players that I felt a bit sorry for yesterday, Leonard again, you know the the lad is is a is a one man band at the moment for the club. He's he's showing how valuable he is to us in a position that he was never bought in for. But at the same time, he's he's sort of uh, giving everything he can for the shirt, and you can see it in the way he plays. And I think Denor is another one who's who's coming. He does his role and gets on with it. He shows everything that we're looking for in in, in our players, and you know sets a great example and. Yeah, apart from those, I thought Watmore was a little bit busy. Second half, definitely, he showed a little bit more uh, buzz around the place. But you know, we need goals from him as well. So you know, you can take everything away. It's it's that um, it's that ability to put the ball in the net that was sort of sadly lacking for him yesterday. But it wasn't for lack of effort. As for the rest of them, I think uh, you could look at the goals we conceded. The the stupid shirt ball from Cooper that. I, it's not the first time he's done it. Um, he is an accident waiting to happen. And as much as he's a, a, a good defender when he's attacking the ball and he's sort of putting his challenges in, it's those little incidents that show why he's playing at Millwall and why he's never sort of made that move to a bigger club. And I thought the second goal was... Um, obviously, it was a it was a Bart's type of goal that that maybe two or three years ago would never have gone in now. I mean, he's got the same goalkeeper coach as George Long, so I don't know if that's got something to say to it. But you know, we're we're uh, we're just waiting for things to happen, aren't we, at the moment? And that's that sort of summed up our day. And the third goal was interesting for me because it was Essa who gave the ball away in the centre of the park, couldn't get back, and then two seconds later, it's in the back of our net, and that showed to me why Essa couldn't can't yet start games for us because he he hasn't got. The um the experience and he he hasn't got the sort of nous that you need in the position that he can play. I think if we're winning games and the Rotherham game was a prime example. If we're winning games like that, he can go on and have a good run at it and and show what he's got. But yesterday's game, he 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 didn't bring a lot to it. He's got lovely little tricks and flicks around the the opposition of third. So we've got to try and get him in there, not expect him to come on and change a game for. From a, a position where we're we're struggling anyway to put passes together, um, I think unfortunately all the the information after the game that, that I'm reading on social media is all about wanting Rower out and his time's up and you know th- this is where he's got us and you know we're stagnating and if anything we're going backwards. Well, I'd, again, I'd, I've never been one to say Gary Rower out and and I probably still won't do because I think. You know, it's not as if he's he's not doing his best, but I think his best at the moment is either overthinking things and, and not able to communicate well with the players. But whatever it is, they're not playing to a system. 
they're not playing with any passion and they're not playing with any fire in their bellies, you know, and, and that's the one thing we're after. I think it's that leadership somewhere within the club has got to be a leader. And I think um, on the other side of the coin, if Rowett was to go, who do we get in? Again, I'm, I'm not too uh, bothered in the immediate thing, in the immediate sort of future, because I think if Rowett did go and, and they got rid of him, I think Nugent could step in that role for on a temporary basis, you know, and do it for a couple of weeks whilst they looked around for somebody who is out of work and there's there's plenty of decent managers out of work that I'm sure will jump at a chance of coming and manage what is a good squad of players who are just playing badly. And I think we're going down that road that possibly we went down before Rowett did come in where we had a, a decent squad who just weren't firing and they weren't being got the best out of. So hopefully if... if does go that way. We, we've got enough in Nugent to to steer the ship for a week or two and then get somebody decent in. But I can't see it going any other way now. I think our recent results at home have, have really shown us where the, the future lies. And I'm sure Gary Rowe, if he's got anything about himself, be looking at that and thinking, you know, what can he do to, to change things? And it's not as if he's not had the opportunity. And he's not really taking it. And the worst thing is that we're all watching it unfold, knowing what the end result is going to be. It's just a matter of when. Oh, well. Come on, you Lions. Big thank you, Jim. Always interesting stuff from Jim Hackett. A um, few points, really. Yeah, the Rower Out one is... I mean, I've, I've never liked calling for managers' heads, listeners. Um, I always think it's it's a, you know, a reflexive, knee-jerk... Um, immediate problem simple solutions to complex problems i think the issue uh and for me i I have reached that point um because i don't see gary rowett having the the uh, the repertoire of skills to try and turn this situation around um why this decently assembled group of players i mean i don't think we're world beaters in the in the championship division but i do think we're a decent squad um, why they're not playing for him, I don't know. Whether that's a personality thing, that they don't believe in Gary Rowett, um, I'm kind of inclined to think that is what it is. He's made some quirky decisions, hasn't he? Not not playing Jules Saville, um, the, the Wes Harding thing we've, we've mentioned on, on other shows. Um, so I don't know. I think possibly the personality issue will be the thing that, that, that is, it, this does rest on. Um, he needs, badly needs, a result at Plymouth on Tuesday and then something out of the game next next week. My main criticism, I think, of Gary Rowett is that he doesn't exploit the weapon, massive weapon, that is the den. Um, in fact, he's done the, done the complete opposite. He's wasted it. Um, interesting stuff about Essay as well, that um, it was his mistake that led to the uh, the break for the, the third goal. Uh, and it was interesting to see how quickly Swansea got that ball in the net from one error in midfield. That's what we didn't do at all yesterday, is exploit their errors. Um, but good stuff from Jim Hackett. Big thank you. Next up, we're going to go to Angelo. Angelo Mediotto. Hi, Nick. It's Angelo here. Um, right. I-, I wanted to split into the call today. Yeah. First of all, I want to talk about the match. Yeah. Um, forget about the Rowett stuff for now. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going crazy. Yeah. But I actually thought we played all right today. Yeah. And I've looked at the stats. Yeah. We had 50% possession. We had 22 shots today compared to Swansea 7. We had 5 on target. Uh, 7 on target, sorry. I think they had um, five, uh, 4 on target. Um, we had 7 off target. They had 2 off target. Bart's made 2 saves. Their keepers made 5 saves, yeah? 
we've missed two chances from two yards, which was one was Watmore. Uh, I was right behind that. Um, and then obviously Nisbet has to score when he's smacked the ball straight into the goalkeeper's head. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm a Swansea fan, I'm thinking, oh, well, you just won 3 0 away at Millwall. Yeah. They were shit. You know, at the end of the day, We've given away a stupid penalty. Uh, obviously, uh, I, believe, I haven't seen it back, but I've heard that it was a penalty. That's uh, Cooper tugging on the guy's shirt, yeah. Bart's made a mistake for the second goal, which was crucial, because obviously once you, when you go 2-0 down, then it's an uphill struggle. And then obviously SA makes a mistake when he gives the ball away. So, you know, penalty, two mistakes, yeah. It, I think we played all right, yeah. Um and if we play that game again, there's no way we lose. There's no way we lose that game. So, you know, it's frustrating that, obviously, we lost and fucking everyone's shouting about Rowett and all that, but I can't blame Rowett today. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that I'm a Rowett in, but I can't blame Rowett for that 90 minutes, yeah? That's down to the players, yeah? We had enough chances, we had enough shots, we had enough clear-cut chances. Nesbitt, um, I, I thought, was very luckluster with, with, a, with a few of the shots, that, that, that chances that he had. Um, I believe that it's not down to Rowie. The, the game, the 90 minutes today wasn't down to Rowie, yeah? Um, and then obviously, you know, the, the second part of this call is obviously, obviously all, everyone shouting for Rowie's head. It, it frustrates me, yeah, because, you know, I've got guys behind me, like, um, screaming for players to shoot from 40 yards, and yet when they when they shoot from 40 yards, then they get stick, and then it's like all Rowie out chance start again. Do you know what I mean? Um so, I just don't know how we lost that game today. I really don't know how we lost that game. Um, but, you know, with the Rowett stuff, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe, maybe the players do need a new voice. I don't know. You know, maybe it is time. But he ain't going to walk and, and we're not a sacking club. So, we just got to, like, just get behind the team and try and support them. And, like, you know, all the idiots, mate, just constantly singing Rowett, your football shit. It's boring, mate. Just get behind the team. Get behind the team and... Um, it's, yeah, it's just it just annoyed me today because I actually thought we played all right, you know. So, so yeah, bit mixed up. Maybe I'm going mad. I don't know, Nick. Maybe I'm going mad, but I thought actually we played all right, uh, you know. And the statistics show that we played all right. Twenty-two shots on goal. Um, we we you know we 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 haven't got one in the back of the net, which is just fucking crazy. Um, but Cuffy, I thought was was I thought he deserved to come off, mate. The geezer doesn't really really. Uh, really give us anything um in my opinion and uh but anyway i don't want to go into the individual performances um but yeah on to next week and see what happens at plymouth but yeah it's just frustrating mate but and it, look it's so sad seeing the ground empty like that towards the end mate it's just like it's, it's embarrassing but we have been we have been tanked more times this season than, than we than we did you know in the first six weeks of the season we've been lost 3-1, 3-0, 3-0, 4-0. It's just it's not on, is it? Anyway, I'll leave it at that because I've been nattering on. And um, come on, you Lions. Interesting take from Angelo. I, 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 I kind of hear you, Angelo. I don't know that I can agree that we played all right because the stats, it, 22 shots, I, that passed me by, that number of shots, because they must be classing... Some very very wayward balls as, as shots there, but the fact we didn't get anything in the net is in itself um, a damnation of the performance yesterday. Where I do agree with you um, is that 
whatever the rights and wrongs or the pros and cons of Gary Rowett as a man, as a manager, um, I reckon that, you know, it comes down to the players that take the field. Now, you know, even if you don't necessarily believe in the the team instructions you've been given or you don't think the manager knows what he's doing, I I think I said to... um, you know, I think I said in the other show to, to Graham that, that that's a common theme that runs across all football clubs at whatever level. Everyone believes they know more than the manager. Um, it's, it's part of life, isn't it? Um, but you do owe it to that manager to give the best that you've got to give. And I don't know that we're seeing that. I think it's dead easy, um, and it probably will be Gary Rowett that pays the price because that's the nature of football management. You know, you carry the can for the failings of others, don't you? Um and it's easier to sack the manager than it is to sack a whole squad. But I do think there's something in that, um, you know, the, 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 it's the players that are going missing for him on the on the pitch, whatever the uh, the best tactics are. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say what the best tactics are. I'm not, I'm not that way minded, to be absolutely honest with you. But I do know when I'm watching um, wishy-washy, tepid, I think this was a word used by, by Jim, um, football and that's what we've been seeing so big big thank you there to to Andrew's interesting take mate I do I do appreciate that but next up we're going to go with Joe Chats all the way from Chicago followed by Big Paul Joe from Chicago here I hate them I don't know why they have to be like this it was always nice to know that the den would be you know you win at home instead uh Millwall have turned into a racetrack for other teams one or no goals in nine of ten matches this year. Ugh. This team is not fun to watch. Rowett is a stubborn bastard, and I don't know what he's going to do. How bad is Wes Harding that he's not been on the pitch? I mean, if Murray Wallace wasn't healthy, they might as well have thrown Harding out there with the match midweek, and he must be terrible. Bart, what a howler to give up. Just dreadful. Uh, Duncan Watmore, please stay on your feet just once. Just once play through a challenge. That's all I ask. Just one time play through a challenge. I just want to see if he could do it. This this team is breaking me. I, it's not fun to watch. Ugh. I hope you have a good rest of your weekend because that was just a terrible way for me to start mine. The best part of today was watching it indoors and when it was buffering. That was the best, the most enjoyable part. Uh, I don't want to talk about tactics because I'm not a manager and I don't got a clue about football, if I'm honest. But I know one thing, it's getting fucking tedious to watch. And uh, it's zapping the life out of the place, out of everyone I know. And uh, I think it's time to call it a day. I mean, you look, there's no like fighting that side. You look, oh, I mean... You want to see a bit of fucking blood and thunder on the pitch, like I said earlier. There's nothing. It's just fucking 11 lads just walking around the pitch and, you know what I mean? It's just fucking diabolical. And for me, that stands to row. We've got some good players there that you, I think under another manager, you know. Listen, under Harris, you might not, we might criticise there's no plan B and whatnot, but we went out to win every game. 90% of them. Anyway, fuck. Have a good evening. Fantastic stuff from Big Paul and Joe Chats there. I love the line about buffering, Paul. Um, I kind of know the feeling there, mate. And I always picture Joe in Chicago sending us these languid messages with a martini and vermouth um, in his, you know, in a dressing gown or something. 
from uh, a Swish hotel somewhere in downtown Chicago. Big thank you to both of you chaps. Let's have a listen now to one from a show regular. It's Neil Fistler. Let's have a listen to Neil's message. I'm actually fed up of hating Saturdays. Six wins out of 22 at home is absolutely rancid form, isn't it? And the worst thing is he just sucks the enjoyment out of football and watching football with just such negative tactics. That said, you can't legislate really for Jake Cooper being an utter and pulling somebody's shirt or what more missing from five yards Nisbet missing from the same sort of distance Fleming is either robbing a living at the start of last season or has been badly affected by uh, the decision not to sell him to uh, Burnley in the summer looks a pale imitation of the player that uh, we thought he was. Maybe he wasn't that player. Maybe he's probably the most weak-minded individual that's turned up at the den for a very long time, but doesn't deserve a place in the team. Uh, doesn't help when your goalkeeper is a utter liability. But what really gets on my tits, and my tits are bigger than Jordan's, quite honestly, we've got Two of the most exciting players we've seen at the Den in many, many, many years in Eze and Amarco, and he's just so reluctant to use them, and if he does use them, he just doesn't use them right, does he? So, unfortunately, Gaza, I think it's time for you to fuck off. It's always colourful, but you've got to love him. You have got to love him. That's Neil Fissler. Big thank you to Neil for sending that in. I, I agree with the misuse of our talent, Neil. Um, I don't think Gary Rowett quite knows how to handle, um, you know, players of some flair and some um, hunger uh, for them to be sat on the bench, particularly yesterday where we, you know, these were qualities that we lacked through the whole game. Um, we were playing uh, Nisbet up front, who for me just didn't look look fit enough to be playing. He should have been rested. Um, but for a mark who not to feature till late in the game is is shocking management and for that reason alone um you know that there, there are always debates online as to who you're going to get in and what good will a new manager do but i do think that a new manager will come in with uh, a blank slate and you know like self fleming who's become a bit of a sacred cow at the den um it's not justifying his place at all and I think, to be honest, um, defensively as well, we could do some new, you know, some new bodies in defence because you're, you're right about Jake Cooper. Uh, very, very stupid, unintelligent, unintelligent move yesterday to concede that first goal. And as soon as we go behind in any game, but yesterday particularly, um, you just couldn't see a way back for us. So, um, great stuff, Neil Fissler. Next up, let's have a listen to Matt Richards. Oh, Nick, Matt Richards here. Um, just giving you my thoughts on the game. Uh, the morning after, um, I think I was too depressed to actually send anything over yesterday, and that's how I feel really depressed. I know um, everyone's kind of calling for his head, like Rowett, and yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, 
if if he left, it wouldn't be the end of the world for me. But I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. It's my own personal opinion. Um, yesterday was um, we didn't. I don't, I don't think we played that bad. We lost three 0 which is the depressing thing, and it's results that count at the end of the day. Um, so you know, it's pointless saying we played well, but if the amount of chances we had. You know, if we put one, two, three, you know, any of those away, we would have won. And, you know, Swansea weren't that great. It was a stupid penalty to give away by Cooper. Bart's made an absolute cock up for the second goal. And and we're giving the ball away in midfield, you know, this is you know, this is it you know, you've got Romain say, great player, love him, great potential, but you know, he he gives the ball away, KLC in the second half. And it's three nil, so Bad mistakes by key players. Can you blame Rarick for that? I don't think you can. But it's results. And results at home have been poor. Um, I'm not worried about the entertainment. I don't know where people, you know, a load of lots of people going about entertainment. I mean, blimey. You know, I go to, to Millwall to see us win. Um, that's entertainment for me. You know, I've, I've been going down there for, nearly 50 years and I can tell you on like two hands the amount of times I've actually been entertained in seasons it doesn't happen that often um, you know I go there to win or to see us win and um, that's that's the problem that's why I'm depressed because we're not winning um, but yeah is it Rowett? yeah okay it, it's his responsibility he's, he's the manager at the end of the day um, he needs to fix this and he needs to fix it fast. I'm surprised the crowds aren't against him. Maybe it's just, you know, people said it's apathy, don't know. But um, even yesterday, <laughs> losing 3-0. And, um, you know, still the crowd didn't really, really turn. It's just, it's a strange, strange situation, really. Um, not to paraphrase uh, Elton. Um So, yeah, that's my thoughts. Depressed. Um, something has to change and change fast. I don't think it's just Rowett. Um, I think the players need to take responsibility as well. Um, but, yeah, onwards and upwards. And, um, yeah, something needs to change. All right. Cheers, Nick. See you, mate. Nick, thank you, Matt, for that. Um, interesting take. Um, depressing is... <laughs> depression, is just, it saps the energy. And I must admit, that's a common theme. I felt it. You must have felt it yourself, listeners out there um I, I i don't know if i agree about the entertainment part i know what you mean matt um obviously winning in the end is the best entertainment of all but um i do want to see some some blood and thunder at the den i think that's the thing that's missing at the moment i don't know that gary rowett knows how to supply that um for that reason alone i think that you know um, a change of a change of uh, voice at the top is is looming um, sooner rather than later, in my opinion. I mean, we've got the the week ahead is a difficult one. A trip to Plymouth on Tuesday night. Today's Sunday, as I record these words, uh, and then another really tough home game versus Hull City. Um, as we've said previously, Gary Rowett's shown a, a great talent in his time at Mill for getting himself into uh, the hole and then getting himself out of it again. Whether he can get out of this particular hole, I don't know. He does need the players to step up. I think he also needs to start to pick players on merit rather than for whatever other reason. I mean, why George Savile's not playing, how Fleming is starting when he's, you know, he's not justifying it. These are, these are questions that would occur to 
the squad as much as they do to us sitting in the terraces. Um, so a big thank you to, to Matt there. Let's have a listen now to, to Jim Littler. Hello, Nick. It's Jim. Uh, I didn't make it today because I'm absolutely full of cold, mate. feel like shit. feel even worse now after watching that garbage. Uh, just walking the dog. There's a distinct smell of horse shit in the air. I think it must have come to my neck of the woods. I've been saying it for ages. The bloke's got to go. He, he's, it's the way he's setting them up. And these people that are sticking by him, you're absolutely... I've said it before, you're deluded. The bloke has not got a clue. He has took us as far as he can go. And the bloke's just got to go. The problem is he won't walk. So, James Berylson and the board, Kavanagh, if you listen to the Mighty Podfathers podcast, we want him out. Simple as that. We want the bloke out. He's killing the club. He's sucking every bit of life out of our club. And he's got to go. The only plus points today, I thought, actually, what more did all right. He was the only one who was really trying at the top. Defence were terrible today. Absolutely fucking Cooper was having one of his Cooper days where he just loses the plot. Obviously, we know about Bart. I think his best days are over. Definitely at fault for the, the, the second goal. And obviously, question mark on the third goal. But it's not about the fact we're conceding goals. It's the fact we ain't scoring goals. And we ain't scoring goals by the way we set them up. Yeah, we had a few chances, but there's just no passion on the pitch. There's no one on that pitch who is really forcing the players to go forward, looking forward. Even Casper Denore, I think he's been really good since he joined us. I think he's starting to get the bug. He's starting to get the bug where he looks up and he sees nothing going. So he goes back or side. He just ain't good enough. Plymouth away Tuesday. Good luck to any of you going down there. Fuck that. I'll be down for Hull next week, but fucking hell. Another Saturday ruined. Thanks, Robert. Cheers, Nick. See ya. Hi, Nick. Hi, listeners. Uh, just a quick reaction to that dreadful performance at the Den. Um, I just got in, coming up to half past eight, made myself a cup of coffee. We live down on the south coast. We left home this morning at um, half ten because we park up um, in Mercury Way and uh, you know thanks for a lovely Saturday Millwall fantastic fucking effort you useless fucking cunts that's all I can say right I ne- that is so embarrassing I don't care getting beat fucking 4-0 at home I remember in the 70s right, when Notts County beat us 5-2 I was here with me dad right but what I don't want to see is heads going down after a 1-0 penalty, all right? Now, you either fucking shit or get off the pot. I'm so fucking annoyed, right? So fucking annoyed. That is just an embarrassing, disrespectful way to treat the fans um, and to treat yourselves, players, all right? Where's your leadership? Where's your resilience, Okay, you get a floppy penalty given against you for shirt pulling on the edge of the box. The guy goes down, wins a penalty, and you all just drop your heads and saunter back to the halfway line. Not fucking good enough, all right? See you later. Raw opinion from show regular John Rankin there. Um, I don't blame you for feeling that way, John. Um, you're coming up from the south coast. A lot of play, a lot of fans travel long distances to get to Millwall. It ain't an easy place to get to, especially when there's strikes, especially when half of London is being dug up all at once. Um, 
you know, I was reading, um, I think it was uh, Joe from the, the that, that Millwall podcast saying he has got a two-hour drive to get to the den. You know, it goes on and it goes on. And people people don't go to the den expecting to see, um, you know, Galacticos taking the field. But they do expect to see Millwall. And that's a team, uh, historically, doesn't take defeat lying down. It doesn't give it up. Um, and may not play the best football in the world, but will certainly give you 100%. And we're not seeing that at the moment. Um, for me, that, um, that 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 flaw starts from the top. And by the top here, I mean Gary Rowett. Um, I, I believe he's been given plenty of backing by uh, John Berylson, a uh, partner that now sadly um, departed, but also by his son, James Berylson. Um, we've got players in. We've got a decent squad of players. You know, uh, players in, in in the side, but there seems to be no sense of the collective from them. There's no sense of um, uh, team about them. I presume that can only come from the manager, um, because when I listened to Rowett, um, was listening to his post-match uh, interview with Mill TV yesterday. Um, he's a diverter. He's a professional media operator. He's he's, he's always talking about somebody else, never himself, and. I don't think I would get along with him in a working environment. Not that I'm ever going to make a professional footballer now. But you know what I mean. You, there are some people in this life that you can take to and others that are, are slippery. And I think that that's a problem. I think people, the, the, the world of football is a raw one. Um, but you, you, in all, authenticity is sensed. And I think that Gary Rowett's problem is that the players don't believe in him. That's that's once you, you can't just create that. For that reason alone, I, I think he's got to go. But um, big thank you to John. I feel your pain, mate. I, I do know where you're at after a day out like that. Next up, we're going to listen to to Adam Wicks. Hi, Nick. Um... It's Adam Wicks here, just leaving my thoughts after watching us lose 3 0 at home to Swansea. Um, I'm sure you're going to get a deluge of very similar voicemails calling for Rowett to go. Um, and I can't blame anyone for thinking that. Um, just on the game, I thought we were pretty well in it till they scored. Um, ridiculous. Foul by Cooper for the penalty. Um, we had chances, we didn't take them. Um, Nisbet's finishing was well below what we've sort of seen from him. He could have had a couple of goals today. Um, then Rowett seemed to change the formation, um, which completely nullified us going forward. Um, he made some changes at half time. We had a bit of a flurry. Then they scored again, and after that we were finished. Um, it's really not good enough at the minute. Um, he's killed the crowd. It seems like he's killed the team. They don't look like they're enjoying playing football. I don't see any leadership from anybody. Um, I don't see any leadership from the sidelines. The crowd can't even be bothered to remonstrate with him. We've got to that point. I, can't, I never thought I'd see the day that um, that the life was sucked out of the crowd to the degree that they couldn't be bothered to let the team know and the manager how bad they've been. I would have quite liked Rowett to have left after the Blackburn game with a, a, a thank you very much um, and us to have moved on. That was the time to do it. 
I think knowing the club as they seem to operate at the minute, I can't see them getting rid of him. So I imagine we're going to be in for some mixed fortunes eventually culminating with him going at some point, maybe November, Christmas time. I can't see things improving. We've just got very little about us and we just don't look a threat at all. Um, combine that with some very dodgy defending, not great keeping, players that can't play for more than three or four games without getting injured. It's just a recipe for disaster. Um, someone's going to have to take responsibility for it, I think. Onwards and upwards to Plymouth. They could either smash us to pieces or knowing Rowett, he'll pull a result out of the bag and live to fight another day for a bit. But we'll we'll see, won't we? Anyway, come on, you Lions. Big thank you, Adam. Um, just been uh, making a few notes as, as you've been talking there, mate. I mean, the... The, the sacking thing, um, we've said it many times on many occasions that Mill as a club is not run as a ruthless operation. <laughs> um, the very the very phrase makes me laugh as I say it because I think, we, and I include our um, fan base in this, we are not a ruthless, um, despite the fierce reputation of the club and, and everything else that's come comes with us, um, I don't believe we're a ruthless club. We don't get rid of people at the right moment. You know, great teams um, move on at the right moment. And I think you're right. After the, the failure against Blackburn a few months ago, um, with a decent squad of players, the time was right for, um, you know, Gary Rowett to, to, to be told sayonara. We're going to get somebody else in that can make that next step. Uh, I don't think Gary Rowett, I think he's demonstrated that over his football career he, he gets you so far um, and then he stops and it, this is where we're at at the moment we, we, we're at the stop point I think he probably should have gone after the Blackburn 3-4 loss um, but we don't do that we, we 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 don't operate as a as a ruthless business we, we are sentimental people start going online talking about bringing back Steve Morrison Kevin Musket it is, it's this kind of need for the familiar and the comfort of um, of of uh, not taking a chance and breaking into something new, but we certainly do need to change it at the moment. It's not acceptable. This 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 run of form can't continue. Um, that said, if the crowd don't react, if if people just tolerate it, then maybe maybe it can continue. I don't know. I think next week is going to be crucial. Um, can he get a result at Plymouth? We'll never bet against him. Um, and the whole game next week is going to be um, a huge one because it's home form where where we struggle. Anyway, on to the last two voicemails. First one's going to come from Matt Webb, and then we'll finish with Sam Treby. Take it away, Matt. Nick, Nick, Nick. Fuck me, I'm done. Today was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. That was dire. Everything from the starting lineup to the substitutions just smelt wrong. We played a team who have only won one game all season and we play one semi fit striker up front with Watmore Fleming behind. It was shit. Then 
we go one nil down stonewall penalty from my side i actually said to my dad he got away with that and then seconds later the referee gave it stonewall pen and then we went in one nil down swansea are fucking boring and that we we dropped down to their level we didn't raise our game second half the subs were made one full back off put another full back on bryden vlongman another full back off we put our attacking uh, midfielder in sa at right foot full back what the fuck was all that all about an exciting young prospect and we stuck him right wing back christ's sake what on earth has gone on and then we concede a piss poor second goal and unfortunately the bl blame lies with the keeper handling was atrocious there no one's fault apart from biakovsky once then confidence has been shot by that time the changes were made to put emaku another striker left midfield what the fuck is all that all about? And then the third goal went in. I'm telling you, Nick, I've tried to be positive, but today I can't. Fuck off, Gary Rowett. Get out of our club. You've got no tactical nous. I'm done with you. And if it weren't for my son wanting to go to football week in, week out, I wouldn't be going to Millwall. I really am done. Might be the emotion after the game, driving home, but that's how I feel. Why should we, as Millwall fans, who spend shitloads of money all season, home and away, be watching the shower of shit that's on that pitch that has been managed by a tactically inept manager who hasn't got not one attacking bone in his body? If he's so defensive, why are we conceding so many fucking goals? It's absolutely shambolic. I really am dreading every time I go to Millwall. I feel sorry for the poor people that have to go to Plymouth on Tuesday night because I'm, I am expecting an absolute mullering from at their place. And lo and behold, I am dreading the fact of going to Millwall next Saturday. But, it's, something's got to change and I'm in the camp now of get Rowett out get Rowett's entourage yes men out as well fresh faces fresh ideas and maybe some with a bit of an attacking nous have a good week everyone let's hope it don't rain tomorrow up the lines somehow you alright Nick it's Sam uh, it took me three hours to get home after that today um, and I'll keep it short and sweet it's embarrassing uh, from top to bottom. Um, I don't know what they're getting taught in training. I don't know how certain players were even on the pitch. If I'm totally honest, uh, there wasn't there wasn't a player out there really that looked like he actually wanted to win today. Um, it seems to me like we're taught go one nil down, sit back, go one nil up, sit back. There was no fight. Uh, second half, there were two breaks in play and some of our players had to cheat to go and have a drinks break. I mean, that's the contempt these players have got for us because for me, 
that wouldn't happen before. They wouldn't they wouldn't be having a drinks break because they don't deserve a drinks break. They never they never broke a sweat. Um I said it at the beginning of the season. We're gonna leak goals because any team that can hit the target, we're gonna concede. Three goals again today. I mean, I don't know I don't know what's going on. I really don't. Because on paper we've got a, a, a really decent squad. But we just don't look like we even wanna entertain scoring a goal. Or when we get that into the park, we have no ideas. And you know, it gets to the point where we're we're calling the linesman out and the referee, but let's have it right. That was a penalty. And and why are we not calling out the fact he even got into that position to get the penalty? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's almost like we're I think we're sort of hoodwinking ourselves into blaming other things, but really in reality, those players out there, they don't deserve to wear that shirt. There's players in the past that have been on paper, not even half as skillful as half of them, and they've put in more of a shift than them not have today. Um, I could go on, but for me, it's going to be hard to start going down there like for the whole game, if I'm totally honest, to drive two hours to go and watch that, because I have a lovely day until that first whistle goes off, and, it, and then the football ruins it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when that day is going to come when I'm walking out there saying that was brilliant because I can't remember the last time I said that. Oh, anyway, doom and gloom, mate. But I don't know. I was going to say things can only get better, but I can't say that because I don't think they're going to. Big thank you, Sam. Big thank you to everyone that's contributed to this show. It's been a depressing show, two shows, to be honest with you, dear listeners. Um, and I think that's the really soul-destroying part of this current period that we're going through. How long will it go on for? I don't know. I don't personally believe that Gary Rowe has the tools to turn this situation around and produce um, a style of football that's going to start getting us goals and therefore start winning matches. I have reached the point where I think he's got to go. I get that it creates um, a problem for the club in that, A, you've got to pay him off to get shot of him, and B, you've got to try and hunt around and find a new man. Both of which are things that we, well, certainly finding the new man is not a thing we do naturally. We don't seem to be uh, geared up, mentally geared up, um, in terms of the staff of the club to find that a very easy thing to do. But that's where we're at, I believe. I don't believe this this squad of players... um, are going to play for him. Um, that raises questions over a lot of them as players for me as well. Um, I'm not going to repeat a lot of the um, judgments made across the board. I agree pretty much with everybody, one way and the other, across these these uh, two shows this weekend. So um, I'm going to close it there. We'll be back in the week after the trip. God help us. Um, the game, rather, at Plymouth. I'm not going to go down there in case I gave you that impression. I'm going to be watching it on the telly for my sins I will be hopefully God willing inshallah going to uh, the home game versus uh, Hull City next week Touchwood, rabbit's foot um, and we'll do a report back from there but uh, finally I've just got to complete the question well, the, the pundit games question I started the show off with I've got to finish it this was a Dutchman central defender conceded a penalty 
uh, when Holland played Spain in the 2014 World Cup. He um, conceded the penalty but then scored a free kick later on to put the Orange 3-1 up. They would win it 5-1 in the end. He would later move from Lazio to Inter in Italy on a free transfer. Um, the player's name, answer today's pundit question, is Stefan de Vrij. Vrij, Vrij, V-R-I-J. Stefan de Vrij. Um, check out the game, punditgames.co.uk. It's a great quiz game. And every box sold as it's Christmas coming, benefits the Lions Food Hub. You can do a lot worse in this life than support the Lions Food Hub. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. Apologies for the depressing show. Till next edition of Achtung Mills. Arrivederci Millwall. Bye for now. Achtung Millwall.